months ago, she was the star of this race at its inaugural running. 12 months later, this year, she returns as the Queen of Greyhound Racing out to defend her crown. The two queens of Greyhound Racing, she's a pearl one length to wow, she's fast, wow, she's fast, got up on the rail, Emron Boy storms, but the queen did it, wow, she's fast, has won it. What a superstar she is, and she is back at the Meadows, the scene of the crime of her two phoenixes as she returns the great greyhound that is, wow, she's fast, heading to the Top Gun this week. And on episode number two of the Phoenix Flight Path, we are going to pull everything MGRA apart, including the Top Guns, the Sprint, the Stayers, the Hume Cup. We're going to big race preview, runner-by-runner runner analysis of all of those runners, as well as tip a couple of uh, Winners on the support card, the undercard. I think there'll be a few punches thrown. Um, massive night of racing on Saturday. And when it's a big night of racing, our man Smithy's just chomping at the bit. Uh, a little bit like the horse who won uh, the Melbourne Cup there, just uh, gnawing at the bit. How are you, Smithy? Have you found a winner this week, mate? Uh, went okay, Jim. Managed to uh, claw my way out by having a couple of bets at Ascot on Tuesday. You never really want to go down the, the, that sort of depths, but I did do that on Melbourne Cup Day. It was a good day. It was a it was a massive night of racing though Monday night, and it was uh, it was a great crowd on track too. There was plenty of kids out here for our family fun night, and uh, it was it was an absolute pleasure to be on course. To be honest, for for that level of racing, and it's only going to get better this weekend. Exactly right, mate. It was all about, I think, building a bank for Melbourne Cup Day on, on Monday. And I, I don't know if we exactly did that, Smithy, but there's always room for improvement, mate. We're new on this uh, this uh, mini-series, this mini-podcast series. So I feel like we've got maybe a little bit more confidence uh, going into uh, to Saturday night's race meeting, I hope, anyway. Yeah, we were a little bit rusty uh, after a bit of a let-up, weren't we, Jim? But mm. we, found a, we found a couple of winners. It wasn't it wasn't all doom and gloom, but uh, hopefully we've got our eye in this weekend and with the quality of racing that we'll see on Saturday night, I, I think we should be able to find a few winners. Just before we get into run of the week, just quickly, there were a couple of exhibition trials uh, that I think we should take note of uh, heading into the Top Guns. Val Policella went over the 500 metres, went 30.05, 5.25, 18.06. As you'd expect, a really strong run home. And what I found extraordinary was Zipping Vanessa trialed, and it was almost a replica. 5.33 early, a little bit slower, 18.11 down the back, and then 30.09 was the amended run. So both uh, very, very strong in the run home. And, and I think Based on those, before we look at the other the, the other greyhounds that trialed Smithy, but that 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 is exactly what you'd expect a stayer was going to do. Yeah, exactly right. You want to see them breaking twelve in the run home. I was chatting to Mick Sammet, who was handling uh, Val Policella after the run, and he's like, obviously the overall times he kind of knew that. And he said, "What's the run home like?" And I said, "As a general rule, if you're breaking twelve seconds, you generally start to look and and step them up." So uh, I reckon Val Policella and Zipping Vanessa will both be cherry ripe for the seven hundred come Saturday night. Serious Greyhound Valpotter chatter. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Nanga Lucy trialed as well. Uh, reserve for the uh, the Top Gun, but uh, connections were down, uh, giving her a trial. 5-10, 17-85, and then following race number four, I think it was, J What did you make of J is J? 5-20 off the mat. So there's clearly improvement there. I think J is J could go under 5-10 with a good beginning. But that turn of foot to, to then run 17-78 down the back, um, he's so impressive, and twenty nine eighty three was the amended run for him. I think he was clearly the probably the most impressive of all four trials. Jay's Jay. Yeah, he certainly was. Obviously, that five twenty. He needs to improve on that to be winning a top gun, particularly from box number eight. The draw that he comes up with. We'll talk more about that later. But yeah, you're you're right. He's he's full of class. He's got that turn of foot to run that sectional down the back after. I'm not going to say he bungled the start, but he didn't exactly get it all right. And there's definitely improvement there. And then his run home was also really good. So he's a high quality greyhound, and he's he's going to have to be every bit of his best to to be winning a, a top gun this Saturday night. 
run of the day. This was uh, run of the week, run of the month, run of maybe the year from uh, the great Hector Forley back at his brilliant best. And here is exactly how he went, he went about it, uh, courtesy of uh, the Watchdog Racing's audio. Here it is. Uh, what a dog, Hector Forley. Racing. Slow to go there was trending Yale. Flying out was Ailey Bale, and that gave a beautiful run to Hector Forley, and Hector's going to find the front. Hector clears out by three on Ailey Bale and Buddy Manelli. Next was Aston Marley. Then came Trending Yale from Black Sail, Jackpot Joan and Dottie's Gift. But Hector Forley, he is a half a dozen in front. Ailey Bale second. Buddy Manelli was next. They're a mile clear on Trending Yale and Aston Marley. But have a look at Hector. He is starring on a big night and he bolts in by six lengths on Ailey Bale and Buddy Manelli. Seriously good run, that Hector Forley. And, and I reckon, Smithy, we all put our hands up and say, well, we probably forgot. Not that we forgot how good he was, but I, I don't think any of us were expecting he was going to return to his brilliant best and maybe even go beyond that uh, with that heat win of the Hume Cup. It was outstanding. It was phenomenal. No, it was just a box-related thing, to be honest, for me, Jim. Yeah. I, I, there's no questioning Hector Forley as a middle-distance dog. He's... He's arguably the fastest 600-metre dog in Australia at the moment. But just from that box, he can be a little bit tardy early, does a few little things wrong. But when he got across the way that he did, you could just hear the the uh, elevation in Dan Hibbert's voice there where he just took it to the next level. And I know Dan's got a soft spot for the dog. He's called plenty of his big wins at Sandown uh, over the last 12 or so months. And you could just you could just feel that uh, this was going to be a fast time. You could see it as the splits were popping up on the screen. And it was no shock to see him run that sort of time once he found the front. He's an absolute jet. Uh, we'll talk about him and, and the rest of the field in the Hume Cup in just a moment. But it's time to talk uh, Phoenix, this uh, mini series, obviously. All Phoenix related, Smithy. It's what it's all about. The countdown to the Phoenix, which we're calling the Phoenix Flight Path. It makes sense. Uh, rolling top eight seeds. So we're going to give our top eight. We had a little bit of a chat uh, about this on episode number one and maybe who we'd have at the top of our trees. But we have our trees planted now. I'm going top seed number one. For the Phoenix of 2023, Osman Pat. Well, considering he's locked in, I reckon that's not a bad call, Jim. <laughs> Are you agreeing? I'm, I'm in agreement, yes. Well, uh, there's no surprise to see who we're going to go with uh, uh, seed number two, and that is Alpha Zulu for me, obviously already locked away, but uh, I think deserving of being in the top two or three anyway. That's uh, the exact same as me, Jim. That's my top two. All right, here's where it might get a little bit more uh, a little bit more interesting because uh, the next six haven't been chosen. I'm going to go with position number three, uh, the greyhound trained by the the pizza chef, Scalacci. Uh, my number three is a greyhound that's going for win number three in this race. I'm going with, wow, she's fast. I know there's a little bit of water to go under the bridge prior to the Phoenix gym, but I just reckon, and this is no inside knowledge whatsoever, but I just think if she's right, if she's going well enough, sports bet will lock her in. And uh, I'm, I'm just going for, for the greyhounds that I think will be locked away and locked in. And I think, wow, she's fast. If she comes out and runs in a nice, a nice effort in the top gun, then I think she'll be locked in. So she's my number three seed at this stage. It's the fairy tale story. Well, I'm going with Wow, she's fast. Kennel made as my number four, and that's big energy. I just think he was awesome in the Cranbourne Cup. He should have won that at Sandown Park. And if he wins that and he downs Alpha Zulu, we may may have already been selected. So I'm making big energy my number four. Smithy, who do you reckon? Uh, my num number four, I'm continuing down trying to pick the slot holder path. And I'm going to go with Jay's Jay. Queensland obviously has a race series. 
uh, well, a, big, a, a race final to to pick their selection. And Jay's Jay's the best dog in Queensland, so I'm going to stick with him. I think he runs a bottler in the Top Gun, heads back up to Queensland, wins the Queensland Flame, and we see him on December 16th. My number five is, wow, she's fast. Just love the fairy tale story. Um, and, and like you said, exactly the same reason, Smithy. If she comes out and she runs a decent race in the Top Gun, we know she's going to improve on that race fitness. And, and uh, yeah, look, trained by the Greenos, I think uh, she's a massive chance of, of making it and then running a big race. And I, I'd just love to see her win the first three. It'd be that They would probably rename the Phoenix the wow, she's fast. Like honestly, we, we'd have to do something. We'd have to do yeah. something, Jim. I, I don't know. I might have to start racking my brain in preparation. But as we It'll never be done again, 100%. There's absolutely no way. Even just winning three of the same races in a row, like it's just – and to do it in the world's richest race, it just boggles my mind. But anyway, my next selection is Scalacci. I know you've already thrown him in there, but he's just got that much X factor. He's drawn incredibly well in the top gun, and it would not shock me to see him run top three in a top gun and then get snapped up by a Phoenix slot holder. My number six, it's a little bit of a – slash here j is j slash bears bullet i'm I'm going off the same theory that you are with the queensland flame and um i just like the speed bears bullet brings to the races sort of reminds me a little bit of what tyana bell was able to do last year through that series so look it's j is j but bears bullets my backup sitting on the bench at the moment as my number six seed I normally don't mind, uh, don't like you sitting on the fence, Jim, and I get stuck into you about it. But I actually don't mind that because mm-hmm. if Jay's Jay sticks around for the Melbourne Cup Carnival, which I think is the plan, maybe he misses the the Queensland Flame and Bears. Bullets already seen the Meadows. It just makes sense that that's the next dog off the uh, next cab off the rank. But I'm with Morton as my next one, Ooh. another up and comer. He's uh, he obviously won at the Meadows again this week. His winning form is good form. I know he's got to step up in a higher class races. And I think as soon as he does that and proves against a good field that he can still strut his stuff and still be the fast animal that we know he is, I'm throwing him in there. I reckon he's a really high class animal and it wouldn't shock me to see him in a Phoenix later this year. I like that. You've gone a little bit of a gutsy manoeuvre there, putting Morton in. Uh, and I do agree. I think Jay's Jay and Bear's Bullet could could both make the Phoenix uh, if, if the paths work. Uh, my number seven is an interesting one. Not 100% sure sure of this one but it's launch code um i just i like the fact that i've I've sort of the more i've looked at the form of this greyhound the more i'm starting to like him and um and he's got that cracking early speed that that could be something that i think uh does does interest the uh, the slot holders because i think if you can find the leader of the phoenix you're a big chance of having some fun uh, my number seven is past the buck. And this is a greyhound, another one that's probably a bit of a speculative one. And we, we need to see him step up in grade and, and really kind of take, uh, take greyhound racing by the scruff of the neck. But I think he can do it with his early speed. You want early speed around the meadows as a general rule. And past the buck is one of the, the quickest beginners in training uh, at the moment. So past the buck, another speculative one, but it wouldn't mm-hmm. shock me to see him in there either. Morton's my number eight, uh, throwing the youngster in there. And look, I'm, I reckon he's a bit of a rough chance to get in, to be honest, Smithy, but I agree with you. I think he's a, he's a genuine rocket, loves the Meadows. I actually, I thought you could have taken him on uh, last night when he won Wednesday night. I just thought the, the speed map wasn't any good for him, and yet he found a way to get past Mr. Anderson in the first 100 metres and uh, got himself into the race, and then he dominated from there. So that is my number eight, Morton, as you round out your top eight rolling seeds for the Phoenix. Uh, we're pretty similar, to be honest, Jim. I think we've got seven uh, seven of the same. I'm with Launch Code here for number eight. We obviously saw what he did uh, in the Maturity Classic, and prior to that, he was running five deads at Sandown. We just need to see him go back to that low five-second sectionals, and then he'll be winning these sort of big races. The talent's there. He's a Group 1 winner. He's been Group 1 finalist, Group 2 finalist as well in, in strong races. He's, he's 
bulking out a resume that uh, that kind of tends to suggest that he's not out of place in a Phoenix. We'll see him in the Top Gun. I know he's got a tough draw on the outside of Transponder, but uh, I think Launch Code is in and around the mark for for a Phoenix lot this year. I agree. Here's my top eight uh, in hole. Number one, Postman Pat. Two, Alpha Zulu. Three, Scalacci. Four, Big Energy. Five, Wow, She's Fast. Six, J's, J slash Bears Bullet. Seven, Launch Code. Eight, Morton. That is my top eight uh, seeds for the Phoenix at this point in time. Smithy, just read yours out for the punters out there, and they might even follow you in, mate, and have a bit of an all-in play based on, uh, on what we said here. They might. Uh, Postman Pat and Alpha Zulu, they're the two locks. They're one and two. Wow, She's Fast. Three, J's, J four. Sklarchi 5, Morton 6, Pass the Buck 7, Launch Code 8. Big race preview. Big race preview time. And I tell you what, it is a massive, massive night of Greyhound Racing at the Meadows Saturday, Smithy. Three Group 1s. So what we're going to do is we're going to go runner by runner on the three Group 1s, then tip. Uh, and then we'll take a little bit of a, a quick look at the support card with a, hopefully a winner in uh, in every single race. It's as simple as that. Uh, starting off, I reckon we kick off with the Hume Cup over the 600 metres. Uh, heats were ran Monday night. Uh, Silver Bullet was ran Monday night too, and that was an intriguing race won by Exalted, but that's a topic for another day. Here's the Hume Cup field. Uh, one Raiders Guide, two Ailey Bale, three Multimat, four Responder, five Hector Forley, six Aston Luciano, seven Kai Bale, Eight, Rip and Grace, and the reserves were Ringer Bale and Rhino Bale. We'll start with number one, Raiders Guide. Um, I think we were both really keen on him Monday night, and he didn't let down. I thought his win was outstanding, and this is a seriously fast dog. Yeah, he's a very fast dog. I know sometimes we can look at Tasmania and think maybe their their greyhounds aren't up to the class of the Victorians. They haven't won a Group 1 in Victoria since 2014, but I reckon this is their best chance. Raiders Guide comes up with a perfect draw. He can sit just off the, off the pace and uh, run a massive, massive race for me. Yeah, I think he's drawn to uh, to run very well. I agree. Number two, Ailey Bale. Now, this was my immediate worry for Raiders Guide when the draw was done because she does begin. She does look for the inside. But when I went back and checked out her splits, she only went 9.03 to the first mark. And she began, I think, as well as Ailey Bale can. Raiders Guide went 8.91. So he's two lengths clear uh, at the first peg. Now, there is that risk that Ailey Bale might cut left at the start, impacting Raiders Guide. But I think if they jump evenly, Raiders Guide's going to hold her out. Um, and if he does that, it's going to make it awfully hard for her to come from behind and win a Group 1 over 600. Yeah, she, she's a greyhound that I've always had a massive opinion of and never been able to catch on the punt myself, to be honest, Jim. She can lead, she can come from off speed, but I can never pick which way she goes. She's certainly got the ability to win a Group 1, though. Just don't think she's quick enough against the big guns. Uh, Multi-mat number three ran a, a massive race uh, in his heat. He sprinted to the front from box number five. He went those quick sections, 880 to the first mark. If he runs that, if he replicates that, he is the leader of the Hume Cup field. Yeah, exactly right. We'll be cheering him on for uh, our good friend, Matty Field, who has a little slice of ownership in, in multi-mat. And I, I think he's the leader. I think that's the way that I've got the race mapped. And if you're in front, you never know what can happen behind. And he will be tiptoeing a little bit late, but uh, I, I think he can lead. Inside info responder Brooke Ennis last week said better of the two chances had been trialing super coming back from a back muscle injury and just goes bang uh, wins by length and three quarters. I think it was yeah, double figures, $10.40. It's become my favorite segment of this podcast for the last two years. Inside info has been enormous uh, and she was all over it with responder last week. I think the draw makes it really hard this week from box number four, but in saying that she could get the good tag with multi match showing speed right underneath of her. 
Yeah, she, um, when she came back to get her photo uh, with Responder after the race, I said, you're 100% strike right now on uh, the new edition of the Greenlight On podcast. We might have to uh, get me out of the co-host chair and chuck you in. She had a good chuckle, but she was uh, she was not really chuckling after the box draws. We'll talk about her other greyhound a little bit later on, but uh, I, I think the box draw is going to make it really hard for Responder in this one. Hector Fawley is going to want to get across and multi-mat may give it the cart, but there's going to be a lot of dogs trying to get across. I reckon uh, Hector Fawley, number five, the Cockles will now give up on a 500-metre career with him um, because they had a go at the – it was the Million Dollar Chase Regional Series. He was just getting burnt off. Um, He he may have had something not 100% right, but now he's come back. He's got back to 600. He's just a completely different dog at that corner start. And, yeah, if you go back through his 600-metre form at both now the Meadows and Sandown, it is near on faultless. Um, The draw is his biggest challenge, but how how do you – you can't write him off because he's he's by far the quickest dog in this final. No, there's absolutely no writing off Hector Foley. Uh, I know this draw is tough, but he was tough on the weekend when he had an even worse draw. So uh, you, you can't discount him whether he can get across or not. It, it's going to be hard, but uh, he's certainly talented enough to win it. And he's a, he's a pure 600-metre dog, Jim. I know the 600-metre group ones, they can be... 500-meter dogs stepping up, 700-meter dogs dropping back, and the form lines can be really hard to go through. Hector Foley is a pure 600-meter dog. He is the Sale Cup winner of this year. I like that. I don't mind that at all. I, I just, just thinking about him now, the way he went at the Meadows, his sectionals throughout his run home time, that that was just uh, an amazing trial, I think, for the uh, the Sale Cup, so much so that I'm scampering for the uh, – the Sportsbet <laughs> website here just to see what we can get. Yeah, he's, he's at the top of the tree, second pick behind like Wildfire at 5.50. And I tell you now, in a 6.50-metre race on a track like Sale, I would be tipping Hector Foley over like Wildfire, even though uh, he's probably one of the most exciting X-Factor Greyhounds around. I think that's a good price, gamble responsibly. Of course, Aston Luciano, just to show the quality of Hector Foley, was 12 lengths behind what Hector Foley ran in winning and Aston Luciano jumped to the front. Um, he, he did have to work a little bit through the first part of the race. Ash Terry's a phenomenal trainer, has this boy absolutely flying. The draw makes it tough and whether or not he's at the level of group one just yet, I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah, look, to be honest, from this draw, I don't think he is. I think he's going to find it really tough to get across, but he's so tough. He was he was really, really impressive on Monday night. He copped a fair hip and shoulder. I know the time was a lot slower than some of the others in this field, but I, I just think that was the interference that it that, uh, occurred to him. So I, I think Aston Luciano is is a greyhound that I want to follow moving forward, and I think he can win a big race over the 600 or, or even beyond. But he just right now in this race from the box draw, I think he's going to find it tough. I think if he draws a one, two or three, he's definitely capable of running 34-30, but yep. the draw does make it uh, a little bit uh, tougher. Kai Bale, box seven, probably got the right run at the right time in a pretty messy heat uh, last week. So you never can can completely discount him because he does have a, a serious turn at mid-race pace, but box seven's going to make it hard for him as well. Yeah, he's a little bit of the, one of those enigmatic greyhounds as well. Another one that's hard to catch. Certainly has the ability to measure up in a race like this. But from box number seven, the race sort of set up that it's going to be, uh, I think you'll find it tough. Next one is uh, Rip and Grace. And I'm just having a little comp doing a lot of all-in uh, wagering at the moment. <laughs> responsibly, of course. But uh, just trying to find her name in the uh, the Bold Trees market. I tell you what, she would be as close to my top tip to win that. And she's $16 to win the, uh, the Bold Trees. Her run in the heat was outstanding. She's just not a 600-meter dog. I think she's a genuine stayer, Rip and Grace. 
Yeah, I think she is too. I think she'll kind of flop out the back. And if she gets the, the brakes at the right time, she can run a massive race. And she's $21 and $3.30 at the moment with sports bet. I think that's probably a little bit of a, over the odds, but uh, she is going to have a really, really tough run in transit. And But if she lobs closer than we expect, then she's going to be absolutely storming home. Talk to me, mate. Who wins the uh, the Hume Cup? Uh, I'm with Raiders God. I'm with the Tasmanians. I can hear them cheering down there at the moment. They're, uh, they're, they were stoked with box number one. I think the two and the three will lead him and he'll just get the perfect running behind them and there'll be chaos out wide and in behind him. So uh, I'm with Raiders God ahead of Hector Fawley. You can't discount him in any race over the 600 metres. I know it's a tough draw. And then I think Multimat's the leader. So they're, they're probably the three that I'd want to be basing it around with uh, ripping the grace is the, the big value. So my, my numbers would be one, five, three, and eight. Such similar numbers on one, five, eight, two in the Hume Cup. I'm going Raiders Guide on top, but I will be holding my breath when the lid's open because I think he has to beat out Ailey Bale. If he does that, I think the race maps perfectly for him. If he doesn't, uh, it opens the race, I think, for the middle brigade and in, in particular Hector Forley. So I, I like the two. I think you could almost not lose by backing both of them. Well, you can always lose, but uh, Raiders guide Hector Forley. I think either of those look the uh, the main two, just given the way that the race is going to be ran. But I'm with Raiders guide. He's $2.50 at the moment with sports, but he's actually favourite uh, ahead of Hector Forley. As we move on to the next of the big races, of course, we'll go to race number eight on the program, the Top Gun Stayers. Val Policella, one. Palawa King into box number three. Four, Zipping Vanessa. Five, Like Wildfire. Six, Ohar Bale. Seven, Ritzer Piper. Eight, Moraine Susie. Nine, Quarter. Ten, First Pick. Now, there's already the scratching of Untapped. Hence, I skip number two, Smithy. So, at this stage, Quarter. If there's no more scratchings, we'll jump from box number two in the Top Gun. The favourite is Like Wildfire. The reason, mate, the criteria change for the Top Guns is exactly this Greyhound. We mentioned it last week, and now he's favourite to win the Top Gun stayers in a race that last year he probably would have been overlooked. Yeah, look, you're probably right, Jim. It wasn't specifically for this dog. It was specifically for this type of dog, though. And yes. he's a very, very fast animal. He's, uh, he's a multiple track record holder. We've seen the times that he can run over the 700 at Sandown. Not sure what he's done uh, on the trial track at the Meadows, but uh, he's a very, very fast animal wherever he goes. The the hype is real. And uh, if he can kind of lob in a decent spot from box number five, he's going to be incredibly hard to beat. We'll go runner by runner, Val Potticella. There's there's huge wraps on this girl from, uh, from Queensland. Just such a strong stayer. Just will run all day. Trial, I think, was good. We've already touched on that. Draws box number one. You would have seen a lot more of Val Potticella than I've had uh, than I have uh, with your gig on SEN uh, track on Thursday night, Smithy. But what what do you make of her, and how do you see her drawing in box number one? Is that where she wants to be? Yeah, she's an out-and-out stayer, this one, Jim. I, I don't think the box draw is too much of an issue for her. Um, you just want to lob in a spot where, where she can get through untouched in the in the first probably 200, 250 metres. She can lob herself in a spot and she's going to be rattling home. The 730 metres is not going to be a problem for her at all. If if you haven't seen her race, go back and watch her a few replays uh, if you're listening there at home and and have a look how strong she is. She's going to be getting through the line and if they give her a crack at them, then, then she's going to be coming. Untapped scratch number two, moving on to three, Palawa King. Uh, look, he's just a star, isn't he, Palawa King? He's another one that will stay all day. Um, he can sprint. He can run 600. He can run 700. Ray Smith's a, a top, top-line trainer. And one thing I've noticed with Jack Smith, Ray Smith, is he seems to be able to get them to perform on the, the big stage. And for mine, there's no bigger stage than a night like this with the Top Gun. So I think he's going to run really well, Palawa King. Yeah, he's a, he's a dual Group 1 winner. He's won a Group 1 at this track and distance. He's a dog that just 
just oozes quality. And as you touched on there with Jack Smith, he's one of the best trainers in the game. I know we've spoken about this a few times uh, on various media platforms, but he's as good as it gets, Jack Smith. Travels him down from New South Wales, from Forbes, and uh, he's going to be in it right up to his ears, Palawar King. And one of the uh, one of the corporates put up $8.50, and I'm going to go as far as saying that's moronic, Jim. He's into $4.50 now, which I think is still over the odds. Their call uh, for zipping Vanessa for Mini Finn, serious, uh, serious day. They all are to make it into a top gun. Uh, 14 wins out of 25 starts, uh, just a fast animal. Where does she get to? Can she win it? Uh, well, we've seen her lead up in Sydney and we've seen her run some really quick sectionals. So if she can do that here at the Meadows, she hasn't exactly shown that just as of yet in her, in her uh, performances here, whether it be in a trial or whether it be in the Group 1 National Distance Final as well. So uh, at her best, she could lead this field up. But down here, I just want to see her do it first. Like wildfire, as we said, the X-Factor Greyhound of the race hasn't raced since the 4th of September, but uh, Rob Britton's renowned for getting them up first start in a big race, over 700 and, and running well. So I think he's he's still the dog to beat, even though he's not race hard fit. Yeah, exactly. We spoke about Jack Smith uh, being a phenomenal trainer and Robbie Britton is synonymous with stayers. He's trained some of the best stayers we've ever seen, particularly over the last 10 years or so. And uh, there's absolutely no way that I could discount Robbie Britton and particularly when he's got a greyhound of the calibre of like wildfire. On to Zohar Bales, superstar stayer once again. Another one that's going to just finish like a, like an absolute jet. Showed uncharacteristic-like speed at Ballarat last time. If he can lob like that and get up on the pace here, he's going to take some serious beating. Yeah, he's a very, very high-quality greyhound. He's obviously staying is absolutely no problem at all. 730 metres, he'll eat up every metre of that. But if you can lob close, like you said, like he did at Ballarat, then uh, he's going to be a massive, massive force to be reckoned with. But I'm a little bit concerned about where he gets to in the run in this field. Another one where I'm not exactly sure where she's going to get to from the draw is Ritza Pipe. Although, although in saying that, there's not a crack amount of speed and she is one of the genuine front runners. So if she can come across and lead, she can run a big race and she's got some some fast runs to her credit. 41.87 at Winnie Park two starts ago has won 14 of 39, uh, a further 12 minor placing. She's a, she's a genuine stayer too with early speed. Yeah, she is, and she's been jumping a hell of a lot better recently. So like you said, if she can get out and run, then that that's her main chance. I don't think... If she gets back in the field, she can run past some of these other greyhounds, but she is strong. She she can show a fair, fair bit of early speed. So if she can jump and run from box number seven, she's going to be in it. Was it 12 months ago, Maureen Susie won the Top Gun? That, that is scary. That yeah, is scary. certainly was. Uh, she she came in as the first reserve gym and did. and managed to get the job done. She's just We know what we're going to get with Maureen Susie. She's going to flop out. She's going to be out the back at some point, but she'll start weaving her way through and uh, she's going to be charging home. It, there's going to be so many dogs in this race that are going to be charging late and it's just which one can get the run. Mm, yeah, she's a, she's a phenomenal stayer. We'll get back and we'll absolutely charge home. Uh, it's a race, the Top Guns. Both of them where the reserves seem to perform well in quarters. Definitely going to get a start with a scratching of untapped. He's a, he's a Group 1 performer, two-quarter. He's won a Group 1, so you, you have to include him. Whether or not he's at the, the peak of his powers right now, that's obviously the, the big question mark on him, but he is a quality stayer too. Yeah, exactly right. He might not have the ability to run some of the times that some of these other greyhounds can run, but you're never going to question his chase. You, you always know that he's going to put himself in the race and, and be there uh, when the whips are cracking. So he's, he's a greyhound that you'd love to own. He's a greyhound that's just so consistent throughout all stages of a 700-metre race, and sometimes that's just what you need in these sort of high-pressure races. First pick, the 10 at this stage, not getting a run at the moment, but uh, one who's gone under the radar, 61 starts, 17 wins, and has won $342,000 in prize money. So 
Santos been a, a really good performer. Smithy, give us your top four, mate. Uh, if I, if It's always hard to be confident in these sort of group ones, as you know, Jim, but if I had to be confident in one of them, it'd be this one. I'm so keen on Palawar King here. I just think box number three is perfection for him. He'll just kind of melt into the race beautifully and he'll, he'll be really, really strong late. We saw his run in the National Distance Final and uh, I just... that. I thought it was going to be a hard luck story, to be honest. He was running up bums and then he just decided to put the jockey on the back and just weave his way through the field and be far too strong. He's my on-top selection from like wildfire. I'm going to put Val Policella in there as well from box number one. I think she'll be really strong. Uh, but my numbers are three, five, one and six. Similar numbers. I'm five like wildfire on top. I'm really backing in trainer Rob Britton, who I rate as one of the all-time greats when it comes to staying racing. I'm with five on top ahead of three Palawa King. I couldn't leave him out. And I think I, I, I agree with what you said. It Around about 850 was or whatever it was earlier in the week is mad. I still agree. $455 is, is still, I think, an each-way price for Palawa King. I've gone so hard, Bell, for third, number six. I, I just think we probably maybe have forgotten just how how dominant he's been in the last six months over the staying ranks. And then also number eight, Maureen Susie, who will get back and will come with a with a flourish at the end. Five, three, six, eight, my numbers. And now on to the big one, the sports bet top gun of 2023, the sprint, the big one of the night. One Scalacci, $2.90, two Alpha Zulu, $2.30, three Transponders, $13, launch code number four, been backed into $17, big energy, the five, $7.50, elite machine, 34 Wow, she's fast at 13. You don't see that too often. J is J18, the million-dollar chase champion. And the reserves, Sage to Neil, 23. Nangar Lucy, 21. Uh, what are you really gambling with? Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org. Gamblinghelponline.org.au, Smithy. I seem to always bugger that one up. Uh, what do we make of this? Starting with number one, Scalacci. A uh, little bit unknown at the Meadows, but the Greyhound Sandown Park form warrants him being one of the big contenders in this year's Top Gun, and he's drawn perfectly. This is the draw he needed to win the Top Gun. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, when I was doing the box draw, uh, our man Talji had all his mates that were FaceTiming him at the same time, seeing the reaction. They were right in front of me, and I said, boys, you guys are going to have to pay for my throat lozenges because I had to uh, keep elevating the voice because they were so excited. They were talking over the top of me, but that's what it's all about. You love to see that sort of stuff, and box number one in a big one. Uh, he said in an article this week that he's been waiting 25 years years for one as good as this and i reckon it might have been worth the wait i think so two alpha zulu are drawn i think perfectly underneath of transponder with the pace and the railing ability of Scalacci, he is going to get every chance to show his class alpha zulu in box number two i think he's a key contender here Oh, could not have been a better draw, to be honest, inside the kennel, mate, and transponder and down near the rail. Alpha zulu is a dog that's very fast early and i reckon from this draw he's going to be incredibly hard to beat Three transponder, I think, holds the key to the race. He, he He's a really good Meadows Greyhound, which I think is elevating him up the list. But what he does, he doesn't spear the lids and he likes to use a little bit of the track. So that's that's the risk for the Greyhounds drawn on his outside. It's also, I think, his risk of, of undoing himself in the first 100 metres of this race and then letting the two on his inside get away to run fast sections. And, and they might be too hard to run down from there. Yeah, he's obviously a dog with a few little quirks, likes to run wide and use a fair bit of the track. But we've seen greyhounds that have used a little bit of the track over the last few years still be able to win big races and and run big races when it matters. So Transponder wouldn't shock me. He's a Group 1 winner, with, obviously, with the Adelaide Cup. He runs fast times. And uh, from the inside draw, he might cause a little bit of mayhem. Launch code, box number four. Big, big chance of showing speed. And I guess the plus is if launch code can really hit the start and clear transponder, it, it might really open the door for this Greyhound. 
I think this is an all or nothing play. I know it's $17, but it's probably mm. a win bet or you're not bet betting at all. I don't think it's an each way play. If he does clear transponder yeah. uh, and runs those low five second sectionals, he's going to run a massive race launch code. He's, he's probably in better form than his numerical form shows. And uh, he's a massive player if, if, he can get around transponder. I reckon Big Energy hasn't drawn that bad here. Um, I've got a feeling launch code and transponder are going to come together. And if he can miss a little bit and try and slot underneath of transponder, the doors could really open for him. Um, he is a exceptionally fast greyhound. I reckon so much so he may well just about be the fastest dog in the race, Big Energy. Um, I, I think he's a huge chance. But again, it's a little bit all in, chips in, chips out type of thing. Because if he gets the right run and he gets lucky at the first corner, he could easily win the race. He was so stiff in that Cranbourne Cup behind Alpha Zulu. And I think from five, the way the, the way the map is, if he misses, gets under transponder, he can definitely win the top gun. I think if you're keen on launch code, you've got to have a bet on big energy as well, because if launch code gets across, big energy is going to come across with it as well. Mm. So uh, I think transponder is obviously the fly in the ointment there, but uh, yeah, he's a, he's a very, very fast greyhound, big energy. He's broken 29 seconds at, at Sandown Park and he's run fast times here at the Meadows as well. So uh, I wouldn't be discounting him. Late machine. Uh, the punters are discounting him. The corporates at least $34. Is he any chance the WA star? Well, he's won two big group ones. He's won the Perth Cup. He's won a Brisbane Cup, both worth a heap of money. He's a million-dollar earner. Uh, he's probably being discounted by the market purely because of the box draw, in my opinion. It's a sticky and tough box draw, but I, I think he may be a little bit over the odds. I think a few people were probably looking at his Meadows form and seeing back in his earlier on in his career that he wasn't going all that well here. So he's a different dog now, a bit like Vice Grip. I think he's a better dog when he's come back here. And, and if he can get out, I know it's a sticky draw, but he's a quality greyhound. I agree. The bottom three, I think, are all overs purely based on the box draw. Wow, she's fast $13. Um, she's just a superstar. And I tell you what, though, this would have to be one of the all-time great training efforts to have not raced in as long as she has, right on the brink of six months. She almost needs to do a, a trial to continue racing. She scrapes in by, I think, a week or so, um, and, and she returns in a top gun. It's an extraordinary story. And if anyone's going to pull it off, wow, she's fast. Team Greeno would be the combination you'd pick. Yeah, she's just a different gravy, obviously, isn't she? She's the highest prize money earner of all time for a reason. She's won two Phoenixes. There's not more, not many more superlatives that I can use to, to describe where she's fast, but uh, it's a tough ask to do it off six months. I, I'd love to see her do it. I think it'd be great for the sport, great for the race, great for the club, great for basically everyone associated with Greyhound Racing. But uh, she's going to find it tough from box number seven, but there's absolutely no way you'll see me completely discounting a champion. I agree. Jay is Jay's the other runner, currently $18, huge price, but the... The real concern, I think, is the 5.20 to the first mark in the trial. I think he'll sharpen that up to maybe a 5.15, but that's still going to have him sitting on Everest with a mountain underneath of him. He's a Metropolitan track record holder and a million-dollar chase winner, and he's mm. $18. That is just showing the absolute class that he's all the way through the field. I actually don't think box eight's all that bad for him. I think he can balance up. He's got an electric turn of foot, as we discussed earlier on, and uh, it wouldn't completely shock me to see him come out and, and run a massive race at the price, but it's going to find a tough from box number eight, first start in race conditions at the Meadows. Talk to me, Smithy. Who wins the 2023 Top Gun? The reserves, of course, Sage to Neil Nangar Lucy. It's been a race where the reserves have done well. 
Even if they were to get in, I think it would be tough this year. Who do you think will win the top gun? Uh, I've got Alpha Zulu on top. I just think he ticks so many boxes. He's a dog in form. He He's drawn low. He's drawn inside a wide runner. He just looks like he's going to get the perfect sort of race shape for him. And he's just been knocking on the door and saying, I am a top quality greyhound. So he's my on top selection. Big Energy is my second selection. He's as you said, arguably the fastest dog in the race. And then I've got Scalacci and then Jay is Jay in for third and fourth. So two, five, one and eight are my numbers for this year's Top Gun. I, I am sitting on the fence here, Smithy. I, I, I want to tip Scalacci on top, but there's something on my shoulder just whispering, maybe we'd like to see a little bit more Meadows form with this dog. And I think if he had that, I would definitely be tipping him on top. Um, Alpha Zulu's drawn to win the race. Scalacci's drawn to win the race. I honestly believe if you back both, do a little bundle bet, that the price will be short around 140, 150. But I think that's probably the safest way to play. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be gutsy and I'm going to tip Scalacci on top. I'm going to go one, two, five, and three. Um, Alpha Zulu's the huge, huge danger. I, I think he's my on top selection, but his price is unders. I think the value's with Scalacci. Big energy is another one that I think if you back him, you, you're going to get a run for your money. And I've thrown in Transponder for a top four, but... It's one of the great races, and there's been so much chat about the, the Top Gun in years gone by, and I think this this could go down as one of the all-time great additions. It's just depth plenty, and the market shows that. Jim, did you ever think that we'd be sitting here discussing a race that where she's fast is in? Neither of us tipping her in the top four, and she's double figures? No. <laughs> and, not, and then you add to that the greyhound like Jay's Jay, who's 18 bucks, uh, coming off what yeah. you said. Winning, winning the million dollar chase, Brisbane's track record holder at Albion Park, and and hasn't set a poor out of place. Like, and, and his trial was outstanding too. But it's one of the great Top Guns, and I reckon it's one of the deepest Top Guns we've had. And 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 Transponder is, I think, the uh, the key to the race. Just what he does early, the first fifty meters. I'd love to see the head-on vision of the way this is going to play out. And and hence I've gone with the inside two draws. Hence you've put them in there, I'd assume as well, Smithy. And and to be honest, it might be a same race multiplay where you take the one and two and just load up on them to finish in the top four, um, and then maybe throw a couple of others in a big energy, a launch code, hoping they get that luck in the run of the first corner. Yeah, I, you could look at this race so many different ways and so many different times and get different uh, answers when you're doing the form. But I was a little bit concerned, to be honest, Jim, when Baby JC, Amron Boy, uh, Kelsey Bale, Postman Pat were all withdrawn from consideration for the race. But now that the race is on paper, now the box draw has been done, as you said, it's one of the one of probably the deepest top guns that we've seen in recent memory. And I'm, I'm really, really excited for Saturday night. The Punters Club. All right, well, it's time to put our money where the mouth is. Is that what they say? Money where your mouth is? That's right. Yes, it is, uh, Smithy. Uh, what it's are we going to do, mate? $50 spend? Uh, I reckon we, we can pick a race or you can have a bet on all three. You can you can face the opening ball, Glenn Maxwell style, who just smacked a lousy 200 the other night as well. You know, I, I went to bed and saw that was 7 for 90 or whatever that <laughs> they were, and then I got up in the morning with one. I couldn't believe it. But uh, I'm going to, with the the new rock, I'm, I'm going to wander out there and I'm going to just put... 50 on Palawar King. I, I just love this dog. I love the race map that he's going to get in the Top Gun stairs. I love Jack Smith as a trainer and as a bloke too, to be honest. He's a ripping bloke and one of the great interviews of all time. And if you're interviewing him after the last gym on the racing.com coverage, I'm sure you'll have plenty of fun. But Palawar King, he's my chips in sort of selection for the night. And $4.60, I think you're getting with Sportsbet as 
at a time of recording, I reckon that's a great price. Right now, we don't have pricing for same race multis, but my bet would be to same race multi, the top gun sprint, the one and the two, Scalacci uh, and Alpha Zulu to run in the top four, and then you could take them both to run top three. But uh, right now, I'm going to go $25 each way on Raiders Guide. I think he's drawn to run a big race. He's, he's placed beautifully off the inside. And uh, with that 2980-odd trial leading up to uh, to the feature racing not too long ago at the Meadows, I think he is the dog to beat in the Hume Cup. But a ripping night of Greyhound Racing, Smithy. And uh, episode number two, just about done and dusted. Episode number one, we were giving away a little bit of a Phoenix merch pack. And I tell you what, the uh, the punters, they they came in their droves, didn't they, Smithy? Oh, gee whiz. I'll tell you what, the listening numbers were all right, but uh, I don't know how many people engaged with the actual the product because the the merch pack, it, it sounds like it's just going to the one person. We didn't have to figure out how we we're going to draw it out. Well, I'll tell you what, it's uh, it's good for those who are playing this week. We're about to pose the question, Smithy, but Ashley T is the winner of our first merch pack because he was the only person uh, to give anything, which which surprised me a little bit, uh, to be honest. I thought we'd have at least a couple, but we will get a bit... Uh, a bit uh, suave, I guess, on the on the socials. So uh, keep an eye out for that. But what's the question we can roll with this week, Smithy? We probably should have prepared this, but we didn't. Yeah, we definitely should have prepared this, Jim. That would have been really, really smart. But uh, on the fly, I reckon we should we should discuss something about the uh, the Phoenix seedings that we've done. So I want someone to give us a, an explanation on a greyhound that neither of us have picked as to why it should be in the Phoenix. Okay, so one a little bit left of centre. Who do you believe could be a Phoenix contender and why? I like that from you, Smithy. We'll put that on the socials as well. As I said, respond on the socials. You can go to the Green Light On Racing and Sport page. You can go to the Meadow page you can jump on spotify i'll pose that question so plenty of ways to get involved uh, i'm not sure if it's going to be a merch pack i reckon what we need to give away this week is just one of those nice black phoenix hoodies have they got a couple of those out the back we could uh, we could let go of i might have to rustle one up jim i like it smithy well looking forward to saturday night mate racing.com coverage as well you can download the watchdog app keep a close eye on everything happening but it's going to be a ripper night and to be honest, to have three group ones at the Meadows in the one night this time of year with fields like this, I'd, I'd almost go out and say this could be one of, if not the greatest night of greyhound racing for the year. It certainly is. I'm obviously a little bit biased, Jim, but uh, I'm really excited for, for this Saturday night. Make sure you get out on course. And if you're not on course, if you can't get there, make sure you watch racing.com because uh, the boys will be tearing it up. That's it for the Phoenix Flight Path episode number two. I'm sure you've enjoyed it, punters. Until next time, safe travelling and happy punting. Good luck with the Top Guns this Saturday night. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.